Hey mama, welcome to Postpartum Confessions, a podcast for anyone navigating the ups and downs of becoming a mom. I'm Felicia. I'm Bree, and we're here to bring you truly unfiltered conversations from the expected to the unexpected parts of being a mom. Whether you're trying to conceive, pregnant, or already a mother, this podcast is for you. Let's discover the secrets no one told you about motherhood and how to overcome them together. They say it takes a village. Welcome home. Are you ready? Let's dive in. Hi, Mama. This is Bree. And today we are so excited to have our first mini series with you. So we wanted to introduce these as a way to give more great content each week. So we were starting off bi-weekly and we wanted to go every week. So we thought the mini series would be the perfect way to do that. We're going to be sharing things like our personal experiences, doing Q&As, talking about trending topics, responding to any voicemails we receive, which This is a really cool feature. You can find the link in the show notes, but also in our Instagram page. And we'll respond to those. We'll take suggestions, whatever it is, and we'll make sure um, we get them into these mini series. And we'll also be providing maybe some more context into previous episodes, talking about things we may have missed and everything in between. So we really, really hope you like them. We're excited to share them with you. Yeah, we are so, so excited. And hey, Mama, this is Felicia. So today we're going to talk about leaving your baby for the first time. It has to happen at some point for everyone, and maybe you go on a trip, maybe you're going back to work, maybe you're just, you know, getting a little time to yourself or with your partner even, and, you know, I recently went on a whole weekend away from my baby, so she's 15 months, and we're just going to dive in and get all the details, and I'll let you know how it went. Yeah, so we really want to get into this, so... You just said you left your little one for the whole weekend. So tell us a little bit about that and what was the hardest part? Yeah. So the whole thing was like a really, you know, I the whole thing is just kind of like two-sided. So like, yeah, I had like so much fun, but I had so much anxiety, which is completely normal and definitely something that happens probably for most people when you first leave your baby, especially overnight. And that was probably the biggest thing for me is because, yeah, leaving during the day, you know, like, you know, you're going to be back in either a few hours or even like if it's five hours. Sure, that part's really hard. But overnight, my daughter is still struggling with sleeping through the night. So that was something that we were definitely worried about. I'd say the hardest part for me was definitely envisioning her doing well overnight and being nervous the whole time I was gone about that (laughs) because she is like a super hypersensitive baby and that's just something that we kind of have to work around so I was very anxious about that I get it so she's waking up and you're well you're thinking about her waking up and calling for you and you're just not available this time around yeah that also kind of hindered my ability to sleep well (laughs) that night I was like so ready everyone was like telling me you're gonna get like the best night sleep that you've had in a long time and I was like no I'm not (laughs) that's a lie (laughs) that's not how mom brain works right no yeah mom brain is like okay what is everything that's going on and could it go wrong could it go you know exactly whatever it is and uh, yeah, you can't shut that off. No. I can definitely see how that would be the hardest part. <laughs> yeah. How did it end up going then? Like what was the what was the outcome of 
did you enjoy your time? And did she sleep? How did it go? So I definitely enjoyed my time. I had done a few things to try to ease my anxiety or control like the thoughts that I was having on that end. Uh, But for my daughter, she actually she did pretty well. She went back to sleep rather easily within probably I want to say like my husband had told me like five minutes to 10 minutes. So really kind of blew me away that that kind of happened. But there was just like one time where I guess she was kind of like sleeping but you could hear her kind of like sniffling. And it was actually really sad to hear. She was just kind of like like sniffling and being a little bit sad. But she did really well. She was happy. He took her to like do different things outside or distracted her with like playing with toys or seeing family, which was really nice. So in general, she did you know, like she did great. And I had nothing to worry about. But you know how that is <laughs> going to worry anyways. Yeah, for sure. I definitely had fun either way. So it was just overall went really well compared to what I thought was going to happen. Good. I mean, that's exciting. Yeah, no, it definitely makes me feel better for if this ever has to happen again, whether emergency or planned, you know, definitely not as upset thinking about the idea as I was before. Right. Learning experience for you. And I don't know, what do do you think? Kind of like a a way for her to grow a little bit or get more comfortable, confident, maybe, in knowing that she'll be okay without you there. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Because, you know, you give birth and then they're just attached to you the whole time. It's kind of weird to think about not being with them every second all the time. (laughs) Right. Well, especially since you, you know, are around her all the time, you work from home and do those kind of things. So she's just not used to it. It was, you know, a big change for her too. I know. And like I said, I'm very impressed with how she did. You know, it's just very interesting to see how persevering like even babies are like they'll just like they'll push through they'll figure it out too yeah that's so crazy I mean they're resilient in many aspects they fall off the bed most of the time they're okay you go away they're sad and adjust but as long as somebody's there like loving on them they're okay I guess right (laughs) and I know you you were you're breastfeeding and everything so how maybe might be a little too my but how was your like supply and pumping and how did you navigate all of that? Well, I definitely went into it thinking that this was going to be like I'd have to pump maybe like once or twice a day because at this point we're kind of we're a little bit weaning like half. I want to say mm-hmm. she does not feed very often anymore. So I was kind of going into it expecting not much, but for it was just really weird for me and like I do not have all the answers here. So <laughs> a lot of surprises <laughs> happened for me too. I had like that tingling sensation that you would usually get maybe after like six to eight hours, but I got it every two hours when I was gone. It was very weird how often it happened when I wasn't around her. And I'm not sure if that's like my body attempting to preserve the supply that I had because at a few points I was an oversupplier and now just like a just enougher, I would say, since she's eating so much in solid form but so it went well I got in plenty of you know milk I got I think by the end I was only gone technically a day well it was almost two complete days but I ended up getting like over 20 ounces which is I thought was a little unusual for even for me because of where we're at now but it was just weird because the tingling sensation I had I also would I leaked which I usually do not do Like, I haven't done that since I was maybe, like, six or seven months postpartum. So it was Mm -hmm. just a very weird experience for 
those things to start happening again. And then when I went back home, it stopped again. So it's <laughs> oh just, gosh. I yeah, it was just very weird that my body was like, okay, we had to like make sure that we we're keeping this up. But then I went back home and everything went back to normal. So just for anyone else out there that might be either going to leave their baby soon or wants to plan that, that might happen. So if you want to bring nursing pads when you haven't touched them in months, you might want to. <laughs> you never know. I wonder if it's like the body's like response to just knowing like you're or, you know, you're like projecting out that you're leaving and maybe there's like a little bit of, well, the anxiety and it's like a thought in the back of your head the whole time. So your body is like, oh, you know, we've got to produce like she, you know, we need more, we need more or something like it's top of mind or for whatever reason. So like your body's just reacting to it or yeah, I don't know. It'd be interesting to find out when we might have to jot this question down and revisit it with like a lactation consultant or something, because I think it's pretty interesting. It's definitely interesting to see how, and I'm hoping it wasn't just like pure stress that was causing it, (laughs) but it's just interesting to see how your body responds to different things and how it can either try to keep up with you or, you know, it's just very weird to see, but it, you know, nothing was like bothersome. It was just like very weird to just have it happen all of a sudden again after months of not experiencing those things. For sure. Yeah. Well, (laughs) tip number one, definitely consider bringing some nursing pads (laughs) (laughs) just in case. (laughs) But right. But in so I know you mentioned you had like a little bit of anxiety like leading up and, you know, you thought about it all the time. So what did you do to focus like on enjoying your time? And do you have any tips for our mamas out there to try to enjoy their time and prepare for leaving? <laughs> yeah. So like staying happy and joining your time and combating anxiety are some, you know, obviously you're going to feel a little guilty for leaving your baby no matter the scenario. It just, it's natural to most of us to just have that. But you know, you really do want to enjoy your time spent away because that's kind of going to be your either your refresh or like, you know, your time to kind of feel like you again, connect with yourself again. Um, but I checked in as often as I felt like I needed to. And I know for some people that can be kind of difficult because it's hard to draw a line yourself. So if you discuss that with your partner, your spouse, or whoever is going to be taking care of the baby, like, hey, if I'm checking in like, 20 times a day you know you can just like kind of just gently remind me or even if you put like a reminder on your phone for every so often so you're not just like constantly like hounding one yourself and to the person that's taking care of your uh, child and you can also set a time to put your phone away and of course that's if there's ever an emergency you can have specific things on your phone that can also kind of indicate that but in general if you wanted to put your phone away for a set hour or so and just kind of like try to focus on what you're doing that's also something that is helpful deep breathing exercises are also very helpful for me at least and those can center your kind of you know your nervous system and things as well so that you're not feeling as on edge and as like ready to go you know like your fight or flight <laughs> so you can also do that And then listening to music or something that relaxes you, whether that's like reading for a moment if you have that time in your day while you're out or, you know, drawing for a second or doing like one of those adult coloring books because I love them. (laughs) (laughs) So that's also kind of helpful. Just really focusing on centering yourself and your nervous system and all of the 
symptoms that come with the anxiety and whatnot, but just kind of preparing for that anxiety and guilt to peak at a time when you're away from your baby is also just really helpful because if you're preparing yourself like in a mental way Mm -hmm. for those things that you know are going to happen because you know yourself best, that is going to make it easier so that when you are away, you're prepared to, okay, I feel this way. I'm going to do this to help that. I feel that way. I'm going to do this to help that. And I think that's a great thing to do is prepare before you go, whether that's mentally, physically, your baby, (laughs) like whatever you need to do. But definitely focusing on your mental state while you're away is really good for you to enjoy the whole time, you know, that you're doing these fun things with other people or yourself. You just want to be able to do that. Yeah. Oh my gosh. I think you hit on a couple really good things because a lot of those things helped like when I had anxiety, which we'll get into an anxiety episode another time, but I like the coming back to your breath, doing some deep breathing. That is like a game changer to like, just kind of slow everything back down and distracting yourself. That's a good one. And being prepared which you don't really think about. I think that is a tip that needs to be like hyper underlined because everybody's like, oh, we'll just deal with it when you get there. Or, you know, you kind of don't know, but kind of prepare because you do know, like, is there something that maybe triggers and you're going away? So what are some things that you might want to do or tell yourself or bring? Like you do the coloring books or something like what a good idea to know that it'll like bring you calmness. You know what I mean? So I love the idea of being prepared. And speaking of preparation, do you have any tips or what did you do to set baby up for success? Because leaving them, especially when you're like the default parent or, you know, it, it maybe it just helps calm your anxiety too, to know that you've literally set everything up, whether it be a schedule or communication with, you know, who's taking care of your baby. Like, yeah, what did you do? For leaving my daughter, just trying, first of all, small increments of time away And that could even be I'm running to the store while she's at home with my husband or you can get a babysitter for even if it's an hour or two and try it out if that's the route you're going for if you're like going away with your spouse or by yourself. And then also like when you're doing those increments of time, it also might be good to try to get a comfort item. And that can be even if you are home with them, but also if you're away and that can be like a blanket, a stuffed animal, a pillow your shirt or sweater, a comfort item that might just give them a bonding like moment, I guess, with those things and to be able to, you know, you don't want them to be like totally dependent on these things like long term or maybe you do, you know, honestly, who's it going to (laughs) hurt? But, you know, that might help if they're having a really, really hard time and you have a shirt that smells like you or a stuffed animal that they absolutely love, just giving them that, having the person that's watching them give them that and really be able to kind of like soothe them, especially because my daughter has never taken a pacifier. So if your child takes one and that does all that it needs to do, that's also great. But just because my daughter doesn't, I know there's a lot of babies out there that don't take pacifiers, just having a different item that they have a lot of, like seem to really like attract their attention or seems to calm them or comfort them. That's great. And then also leaving instructions for whoever it is. If you are very particular and you have a very like needed set of ideas or ways to do things, and if someone doesn't do those things, it gives you anxiety, leave those instructions, especially if it has to do with like feeding, bedtime, playtime, anything that's like you're very focused on worrying about that particular thing. I think that would really help. And then also checking in during 
those times. Like if it's bedtime, checking in, you know, during that time and they'll get back to you, of course, if they're like, it's going well and all of a sudden your baby's sleeping, they'll get back to you, of course. But just checking in during those like essential times that you're most worried about can be helpful. And then, you know, avoid, and this is not for everyone, again, like these things can all be tried in like trial and error is what it really is. But if you call or FaceTime and they're like right there or you're doing it to purposely show them your face or voice and that seems to distress them or kind of upset them, I would just kind of avoid doing that even though it makes you feel better. And this is the hard part where motherhood, (laughs) you have to separate the two sometimes. If you feel good doing that, but you notice that they're visibly getting upset it might be best to not do that when you're away. And again, you can trial this when you're doing those small increments of time away. But sometimes that can make them more upset. My daughter especially totally understands what she's looking at. (laughs) She knows. She's like, okay, I'm seeing her face. I'm not getting hugs. I'm not getting cuddles. She's not near me. Mm -hmm. Like she was visibly upset a few times. I didn't do it when I was away, but I did it during those little increments of time. So I did not do that. And I noticed that that seemed when I was gone, I was gone kind of in her head so you know if you if it works for you great if it doesn't I would just avoid that just to make it a little easier on them and yourself honestly because then you're going to feel horrible that you just did that yeah imagine getting off the phone after that and they're just like in tears and you know or that's not a great way to get off and then like okay it's time for me to relax (laughs) I know then you're upset they're upset exactly (laughs) (laughs) I think that's something people don't think about a lot or you know moms I mean I don't you know um you just think, oh, I'm going to call and check in and, you know, they'll see you and be so happy, but it could totally go the other way. So I can see that being like super helpful. And you are speaking to the particular mom choir with me in the sense of I'm very particular. So I feel like that would be incredibly helpful. Or I, I do, I leave lists even before I had kids, I would leave it for my pets and things because it's just, I'm particular and I think they're particular. So if everything goes normally or smoothly then potentially more success so I love that tip too (laughs) yeah that's definitely a good one and because this is a mini episode just wanted to give like a really direct outline of things that you can take with you away from this episode and that's just going to be that trial and error is always going to be you know that's just how it happens that's just the timeline of when you have a baby Those are just things that are going to happen throughout their whole life, honestly. So Mm -hmm. (laughs) going away for like even an hour, 20 minutes at a time, it doesn't matter. Just trying to kind of test the waters, see how things are going and go from there on how you're both feeling about it. Uh, Getting a support item. This is what I want to call a comfort item, whether it's sweatshirt, stuffed animal, could be a pacifier, blanket, pillow, something that you think is going to support them when you're gone or comfort them when you're gone. And you know, leaving a instructions list or something very particular for your caregiver, whoever's going to be taking care of your baby, just so that you can feel like, you know, if you have a specific set of things that you're getting those met. And then also checking in. So checking in during those times when you feel that are most vulnerable for your baby or for you or how particular you are about those set things, whether it's sleep or eating and just doing that for your baby And then also possibly not checking in as much with your voice or face because that can distress you and baby. And then for yourself, making sure that you are checking in as much as you feel that you need to, but not so often that you are taking your time away from yourself because then it's just like, you know, it's like 
feeling like you were there the whole time anyways with them. <laughs> so just even having your phone away on like silent or something so that you can get emergencies, but not all the time. And then also breath work or something fun that relaxes you like reading, coloring book, music, anything like that is also great. And then also the huge one is preparing for leaving for not just your baby, but yourself mentally. Be prepared for the anxiety and mom guilt because that is huge. And you want to be able to know that if you're feeling like this, I'm going to do this to help myself. And that can be one of the list of things where you can look up something yourself. But we will also share some ideas in the show notes as well. But just take those and definitely go ahead and work on any of those things, especially if you know you're going to go away soon. But even if you want to prepare for if you do later on. Yeah, hopefully it helps you be a little bit more prepared for that first time. So with that, that was our first mini episode and we are super excited about it. So we will see you next week, Mama. All right. Bye. Bye. Thank you so much for joining us today. We're so excited you're taking this journey with us. If you enjoyed this episode and you'd like to help support the podcast, please subscribe, leave a rating or review, or tell another mama about us. To stay up to date with postpartum confessions and get all the behind the scenes content, you can join our email list or follow us on Instagram at postpartum confessions underscore. All the links are in our show notes. They say it takes a village. Welcome home, mama.